So I want to ask you about that. So you have a creator pitching you their comic. There's so many different questions that are pulling up into my mind. And YouTube, Patreon, what's going on? I have Mark here. He is the leader, the CEO, founder of Lesser Known Comics. I think you started it in 2020, and you have a bunch of titles. If I was looking at your website and your Instagram, I would have never known that you are just literally, what, three years old or a little bit under three years old for a company, man. Yeah, it's it's gone quick. And... Um... It's not something that I expected to take off this fast. Um, and the best part, I think, is like the more we're growing, I think um, we're doing it like in such a way that it's crazy. Like I see stuff pop up and I was like, oh, I didn't even know we were putting that out yet. You know, so it's like <laughs> it's a it's a pretty cool way that we run things like that. All right, so my man's got a, a fully well-oiled machine when it comes to not just a comic book company, but it sounds like a company in general. So we're going to get into all this shit. We were starting off talking about somebody that you're meeting up with that is looking to pitch you their comic. Talk about that. Talk about everything. Like, What do you look for when someone's pitching you a comic? What's the right way for someone to pitch you your, your project or just pitch a project in any format? Yeah, so there's there's two there's two real ways to go about it. And um, there's people who just show up into like the lesser known sphere and just make themselves like completely indispensable right off the bat. So I use my buddy um, Max Flowers. Like I didn't even know this guy like six months ago. So he's got this like zine that he started printing out, you know, and it's just like collection of art and stuff like that. But we were doing that punk rock anthology we, we put out and he submitted a story to be in it. The story was awesome. We're like, absolutely. And then all of a sudden he's like, he's like, oh yeah, like me and my boyfriend, we make these like patches. We make all this other like cool stuff. So he's just started like being like, what if we had patches to go along with the, with this punk anthology? What if we do this? What do we do that? And then now not only is he doing the anthology stuff, he's doing patches for us. He's doing like these crazy art prints with these like metallic inks and stuff. Um, and uh and then he's taking on we have this whole project where we're doing these black and white books um called lkc inks and the dude was i was like dude everything you touch is great just keep like just tell me where you know where you're gonna drop the file and pay print the books and then you know you get your cut so, so that is this somebody that's like in he was already in your inner circle and he was just doing something on the side and then brought it to your attention nah, he he submitted for the anthology like everybody else but he came in okay. with such like a passion that he was like you know people who have that like proactive mindset where they're just showing up with solutions and showing up with cool ideas and not being like hey i got this pipe dream and i need you to do 90 yeah. percent of the work they're like hey i already did 90 percent of the work I just need your guys' megaphone because you guys have a much bigger audience than us. You know, so what if I bring you this cool thing and then we could be successful together? That's that's the best thing, you know, any creator can do. Like just make themselves completely indispensable right off the bat. You know. It's like Shark Tank for for comics. Yeah. And you know, the other part is it's it's um you know, I'd be stupid not to do work with somebody like that. You know, um, and I think, you know, some of the other times, you know, people bring us books and that's great, you know, but I start asking them those questions to try and get an idea of, cause they want to tell me about the book. And I'm like, no, 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 I need to know about you, like as a person, because 
a book can be great. A book can be, you know, whatever, but like as a publisher and creator relationship, we're going to chart a path from like point A to point B. We're not going to land anywhere near point B. We're going to end up X, Y, Z fucking, you know, wherever. And how you react to that and like the kind of relationship we can still have, you know, trust and respect and how you work with people you disagree with, you know, like that all will say way more about your likelihood for success, you know, because like we didn't get where we were in a short amount of time because we didn't have fuck ups. We have plenty of fuck ups. You know, it's a matter of like people who are like, okay, well that didn't work. Like how do we learn together and move on to the next thing? You know, that's, uh, and that's more important than anything else. You know, you just literally just came in like Gordon Ramsay and just like <laughs> cooked up an amazing form of information right now. It's like, yo, I don't even need to say anything. It's like, there's so many gems right there. I should have held that part for freaking Patreon, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 valuable info right there. It's like, yo, if you're gonna come to the table with one of these publishers or one of these comic book companies with your idea, like put in the work first. That that's like the biggest thing. Yeah, and you know, um, we got one guy, and I'll, I'll plug his, um, I'll plug his Kickstarter. Um, so uh, Doug Knight, he's doing this uh, Super Wicked White Cell Squadron, which is, um, uh, it's the dude would had ch- cancer as a child, and it made him legally blind. Like I just was being his uh, seeing eye person the other weekend, and so he had cancer as a kid. Affected his optic nerve, can't see for shit. But then he's like, he's like, no, I'm gonna still draw anyway. If I have to be like, like super close to the paper, and if I have to fight through the headaches and all that stuff. And I remember I was dealing with some struggles with lesser known, and he was just like, he was like, oh, that sounds tough, but you know, like, get over it. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you can sit and complain and admire the problem, or you can like do something about it. And you can't like really like tell like a cancer survivor that they don't understand. Like, no, no, man, my problems are hard, right? So like, <laughs> Yo, I, I was chatting with him. I was chatting with him through uh, DMs, and I got a chance to read his project a little bit. I totally forgot it because at the same time I had family over. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't even tell me. He told me that he was looking to promote it and looking to get it into, um, I guess like every children's hospital that he can get it into. But he didn't like tell me the full story. I guess it would be kind of weird to just like open with that, but damn, I didn't even know that. Yeah. It's weird. And then, and like when you're hanging out with them too, you like forget, I was like pointing stuff out to him. It was like far away. And he's like, dude, I can't, <laughs> I can't see. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, my bad. You know? So, uh, but yeah, super humble dude. Um, and yeah, we, we work with a lot of people like that, that, you know, um, they, we all have reasons to have chips on our shoulder, right? You know, life, Life will do you dirty at some point. If it hasn't done it yet, it'll do it later, you know. But there's, you know, once once you come up with excuses as to why you can't do something, that's that's the problem right there. It's the person who's like, oh, I can't put the sail up because the wind's not blowing. Well, yeah, like <laughs> you're going to look even dumber when the wind starts blowing and you don't have your sail up, you know. Yeah, bro, everybody got their fucking story, bro. I got fucking family members that stole money from me when my fucking dad passed away. And it's like, yo, what what the fuck can I do? Can I sit around mope about it? Like, it's like, no, it's like now I need to double down 
and fucking just get to work. It was like, just put my face down, put the blinders on mm -hmm. and just go, go, go. And that's literally what I live by. It's like, no matter what, if I don't know how to do shit, if I don't know how to edit something, design something, learn it, and then cook up the content, put it out. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think sometimes people get confused that like, oh, that's some like positive mental attitude stuff. So you just like, you're going to like always look at things optimist. You know, it's like, no, it's like you, you see the world for what it is, you know, but don't allow that to be an excuse. Cause sometimes too, like until you really look at what your limitations are, you're more scared of what you, you know, you can't do because you're not, you know, so being afraid of the unknown, you know, a lot of people don't want to take that first step. Well, what if people don't like my stuff? What if people don't like your stuff? Are you, are you valuing your art based on what other people think? Or do you valuing your art or what you're creating based on it's better than what I did last time, you know? And those are the people. It's tough when yeah. you're trying to sell it, though. When you're trying to sell it and make money, it's like, yo, I got to make something that people like, right? Well, people smell inauthentic. Like, when they smell like when people are pandering or being inauthentic. I mean, you... Oh, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. You know? If there's anything that people know, especially in this day and age, <laughs> is that pandering. I feel like some people even put pandering on shit that ain't really pandering. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's crazy. But, I mean... So then you were talking about positive mental attitude and all that. But like, let's say if I sit down with you, like, what do you know or what do you, if, if a project is trash, what is like a project or a pitch or something that's just like, yo, this ain't it. Like, you need to go back to the drawing board. Like, what are some red flags in your mind? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had folks who they've either responded to like the criticism or say, hey, you know, you're your your letters are just not doing it your your colors i don't think you where you need to be on your colors perhaps have somebody else color it you know um and a lot of times the folks that aren't going to make it you know um uh, at this stage they they just don't come back they don't come back with the the fixes and then mm -hmm. you know i had one dude um who you know i was like hey yeah your letters are not not great man and he went out and like like watch every YouTube video on lettering. And then like six months later, he's like, Oh, I'm hella good at letters now. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you are hella good at letters, you know? Nice. Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, some people as well, like if they're, uh, had some people who have the right attitude where, um, you know, I encourage them to keep doing fan art, keep doing, uh, keep doing, because there's a ton of other things you can do. If you're not ready to put out a book yet, there's other things you can be doing as you get your art up and you get your storytelling up. So that's make friends with other people in the indie community, right? Like mm -hmm. find people that you can collaborate with, even if it's just like, oh, I'm going to do a variant cover for your book. I'm going to do fan art for your book that you probably won't use because I'm not that good yet, but I'm going to get feedback from another creator. And there's people who do that. And after a year or two, they get hella good. And then like people are like, oh, dude, this guy's been doing fan art for me like forever. And they promote their shit like so hard mm -hmm. because they're like, this is somebody who put in the work. They put in the time. They made friends. It was a genuine connection, you know? Yeah. You know? And um, so I would say, yeah, especially if you don't have the talent level there, you know, the things that you can control is, you know, you can make friends in the indie scene, you know, you can, um, you can promote each other's work. You can do all that kind of stuff. You can, 
you know, try and host, um, you know, little fan art competitions and shit. Uh, Brandon Blockstorf, the Apollo City Comics host, um, he does a drink and draw. He is the most garbage drawer in the world. And <laughs> I, you know, but he's like, yeah, I want to learn. It's going to take me like years to learn. And he just has like really good artists come on. They drink and draw. He's terrible at it, but they're good at it. They get to promote their book Why he's, you know, learning to draw from them. And it's like, no one had to ask him. That's a brilliant idea. That That's, that's, uh, yeah, I got to give and there's it. No co- that's, that's there's no copyright idea. on that. Like anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a bad drawer right now that wants to make comic books or you're a mediocre drawer, you would be doing that same thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's, that's a good idea. I mean, I'm trying to think. I feel like that's the shit that I did. It was like, yo, I was planning on creating a project and then I'm in the process of drawing it, writing it and all this shit. And I'm like, yo, this is taking forever. And I was like, even if I was done right now, it's like, I don't got anybody to market to. Like no one knows me. No one knows anything. So it's like, you know what? Let me just get in front of a camera, start my social media. And I, I said to myself, I said, how can I add as much value to the indie community instead of being a taker. And I was like, well, I'm good at talking. I'm good at shit talking. I love nerd shit. I talk about this shit all the time with my friends and I don't get paid for it. There's no like cachet bank that I'm building up. So I was like, let me do this shit, you know, on on social. So I started off um, picking apart projects, shooting myself and then just being funny with it, doing my edits and shit like that. And I slowly started to build where it's like, now I focus on this more than actually finishing running my project, you know, just because it's like, this is actually fun. I like it. I get to connect with so many different people in the industry. And it's like, I I have a vision for it now. It's like, I know where I want to go. It's like, I know how big I want this thing to be. And I know how big I want the indie space, the regular comic and manga space, and then just like nerd content in general, how big I want it to be. So, you know, it's like goals change, especially when you take advice from people. And you tell them what to do and don't don't take it to heart. It's like, just do it. Yeah, because I mean, in the best, you know, the best situation, right? It's you see somebody doing something that totally changes your perspective. And it's not as simple as like, you know, just stealing and borrow ideas from each other. It's that like combination of like, oh, you had half the equation. I think I have the other half the equation to make this thing that we never, neither of us thought was possible, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's a... Uh, uh that's the ultimate way we're going to grow the pie for the indie comic scene you know see even some good friends are like, oh, you know the indie comic scene is, is is it's small or it's this or it's that and it's like dude then start making it what you want it to be like who's who's stopping you everything got to start off small i mean you know i hate to use this as an example but like bitcoin originally was small Bitcoin originally was worth shit. And during COVID, it was like everybody was scrambling to get Bitcoin. And there was people that had it that were like fucking multimillionaires, like pretty much not overnight. But, you know, they they just held on to it. They invested into it. And that's the same thing with any industry. It's like, yo, if you focus in on it, it's like we already know how big the comic book industry can be. Look at DC and look at Marvel. Right. It's like it's going to be a matter of time before the indie projects move into the comic book world, like the mainstream, and then lead into, hey, HBO, Netflix, 
Hulu, all these different companies are looking for new writers and storytellers. Shout out to all of the writers that are on strike right now. Um, but yeah, they're going to be looking for new projects because shit in Hollywood is just being recycled and they're going to need new shit. So it's like, you might as well start it now. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's exciting. I, you know, I feel, you know, it was, it was cool to see digital Lizards of doom go on to a bigger publisher. Um, and, uh, I think there's a couple more that are pretty prime, you know, within the lesser known, um, but even one of them, um, actually the, the person I'm, I'm doing a pitch meeting with later tonight, he's, he's, he's with scout and he was like, oh, I got this other story, but I want to like bring it somewhere where I can do whatever the hell I want and not have any editorial, you know, it's like, yeah, sure. Come on, come on down, you know? Uh, I like that. I like and that. if he, if so he brings it up to another one, like he's just going to come back with another idea. You know, because that's what Digital Lizard Doom came back with. They're like, hey, how about some time traveling cavemen? I was like, sure, let's do this. <laughs> that's a fire idea. Like, yeah, all of these, it reminds me of, and I think I said it in the video, like Kablam. It's like when you watch Kablam, like back in the day, it's just like a whole bunch of different stories, different art styles. And it was just like dope. And, and I loved, I always loved shit like that, where it was like a hodgepodge of just like different shit. And that's what I feel lesser known comments brings to the table because it's just, all different type of artists, different type of stories. The shit are, are, are fucking wild, but it's it's like fun reads. It's stuff that you don't normally see. Yeah, I'm excited with it. Um, uh, and now also that we're doing the manga stuff, I, I'm so stoked about that. So um, yes, what I got, yes. I got Andrew's ha thing here, um, uh, Moonlayer with uh, Gogo Gonzi. And there we go. Oh, um, wait, wait, wait. Mine. Yeah, I got my uh, one that's open, and I also got mine. With I don't know if yours is signed, you know. Oh, Pinio. yeah, personally signed. I have, to, I have to talk to him. Not, not that I'm competing that's... with anybody. No, I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess if we want to flex, then I got the uh, first issue of AK Yumi in my share drive right now. So, all right, dude, all right, all right. Dude, like, you got me on that one. I mean, but I just, I'm just the, I'm just the filter this stuff's going through because, like, I mean. He's like, yeah, I got this thing. This chick starts at a new school, and it's the home base for an alien invasion. I think that's cool. I'm like, that's the coolest thing that I've heard come out of someone's face this month. You know, like, Yo, <laughs> isn't he fucking talented? As shit? Oh, good man. Oh my god, yo, his. I remember seeing his artwork for the. Like, I thought it was a legit, brand new anime coming out. Yeah. And then I, I, I was like, like, and then I find out that he's the writer and the artist. Mm -hmm. So much respect. So much respect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're they're um, and they got to figure it out because, you know, um, getting your spouse on board is huge. Like, you know, good partners, like a superpower in, in this thing, you know, because um, one, they'll keep you from making dumb decisions. And then two, like they keep you like when you're, you know, down and then she's doing writing and logistics and all sorts of stuff for them, you know, so um Hats off. Like, Michelle is a rock star. He's, he's about to take off, man. Yeah. About to take off. Yeah, once I saw his wife was, like, doing, like you said, all of the, the uh, logistics, packaging, and, like, she was, like, critiquing the... I was like, all right, yeah, you're out of here on that one. Yeah. Hey, not not to, not to you know, not to uh, pull the curtain back too much, but I was over at their place when I was picking up books for Gogo Gonzi to sell at Indiana Comic-Con, and... 
had this to-do list on the wall and even was down to do Andrew's hair. <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> he had to get the cornrows before one of the shows. I forget what it was. And I was like, man, you guys got a system. That is funny. That is fucking good. I'm just, I don't, I don't have anything scheduled. I think I put uh, Mark LS in my calendar and then like, that's it. Otherwise it's just like, for, it just sticks in my head and I know what I have to do. Um, well, what you're putting out is great, man. I, I, like I said, I told somebody else to the other day, I was like, I was like, this dude is the funniest person in my feed right now. And I was like, oh, I'm you, stoked man. to be on. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, I'm trying to, trying to explode, man. I'm trying to freaking, you know, just like I said, add as much value, but also have that entertaining value. I've always just have been, I don't want to say a class clown because it's mm-hmm. like, I wasn't like a, a high school dropout, but I always like me- making people laugh. I always like learning different things from other funny people. So obviously like comedians, TV shows, just different shit. Um, people that I could relate to immediately, people that don't seem like would relate to me, but still be funny. Um, and it just kind of like pull things together and kind of just mold it into myself. And I was just always funny with my friends and, and just work environment. But I was like, let me translate it into something that I'm going to benefit from at least if not now, then later down the road. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I wish, I wish I did it this, the the way you're doing, you know, because like we put together the podcast, the, I don't know shit about comics podcast that was like, because we were fire name. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had that name. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, a lot of, a lot of the stuff now is just me being, just telling people, well, oh, this is how I wish I did it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I think, uh, especially the younger people, you know, God, I feel old as dirt, dude. Like, you know, but like, they just get it, you know, and they have the energy and they don't got to, you know, two kids, you know, and this, that, the other thing, not that that's any excuse, you know, but like at the same time, um, I'm just blown away where I'm just like, dude, like, um, Brandon blocks or who Apollo city, his first Kickstarter out the gate, you know, you know, it's this punk rock anthology. And I was just like, I was telling him on the phone today, I was like, it's nice to, not be like patronizing when I tell you how good of a job you're doing. It used to be like, oh, hey, keep keep at it, sport. Now I was like, fuck, <laughs> dude. Like, I wish I was doing what you were doing. Like, you're you're crushing it. You know, it's exciting. I got, I got, you're bringing me in like so many different tangents and questions. Let's talk about how many people, creators, writers, whatever, as far as that's under the lesser known umbrella. How many people is it? in total uh, it changes a lot like literally like i had uh somebody just joined like yesterday morning um we're at easily 40 close to 50 people that are doing okay. stuff for us so probably 30 of them are illustrators about 10 of them are um writers uh um and then there's probably like a hand you know the rest of the 10 is people who are doing everything from lettering to graphic design to, you know, um, you know, merchandising stuff or, or, okay. or doing our website. Um, so where the fuck are you getting your leadership skills from? Like you don't just accumulate 40 people like that following you. You're not, not like following, following, but you know, under your company, like working with you, like trust you with their futures. Like where, where do you get your leadership skills from? I mean, there's, there's two parts of it. I think, you know, when I, 
first got into it, um, I didn't really know the scene that well. So I think, um, and then I had I, I, with everything, right? Like you have your own shortfalls and stuff like that. Like I had people that I worked with who had some grievances that, you know, totally understood, right? It's the first time you run a comic book thing, you know, someone's like, Hey, you're kind of terrible at doing this, you know? And you're <laughs> like, yeah, well, some people, you know, it, they get a choice at that point. They elect to, to stick it out and be like, well, Mark kind of sucks at this and sucking at something is the first step of being kind of good and better at it. You know, yeah. some people wrote it out and some people went their own way, you know, um, and I don't, um, and then some people just thought, hey, this is not a great fit. Not necessarily there's anything against you or I don't have anything against them. It's just, you know, like um, I, I, my buddy told me like during one of his breakups, like he was like, he was like, oh yeah, I just said to my girlfriend, like, are you happy? Because I'd be astounded if you said yes, you know? And she was like, no, he's like, then we should break up, right? Like no fault. Like you don't like being with me, you know. That's I, a pretty fucking raw question, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you happy? <laughs> and because if you're not, let's just fucking dead this right now. Like, yeah, that's a fucking raw ass question, and, but an honest question to ask. You know, and yeah, so there's some people that that you know I would call like lesser known alumni that you know they're out doing their own thing now, and there's no there's no bad blood, there's no whatever. Like, there's good. And then you know some some people said you know fuck you, Mark, and the horse you rode in on, I'm out. You know, and, and that's fine, right? Like, they don't owe me anything. But for the most part, I started sussing that out, like, in, you know, what we talked about earlier, where it's like, you know, it's on me a little bit from, like, expectation management. Like, hey, yeah. stuff will go wrong. Like, when Digital Lizard June first came over from, you know, they came from an IDW imprint initially. And they were like, okay. and they were like, oh, man, like, everything here at Lesser No Comics is so professional. And I was like, dude. I guarantee I will fuck up some simple shit. Like I guarantee it, you know, and I did. And, but we got through it because, you know, I think I set those expectations. So I probably could have done that better earlier, but you know, for the most part, um, you know, I was in the army for a bajillion years, 17 years. There we go. They, there we they go. That, that explains everything. <laughs> that explains everything. I was going to say, I was like, yo, you can like, you're obviously some sort of leader. You have some sort of leadership skills. Like people don't just follow people for no reason. Obviously people drop off and, you know, whatever it is, but to get up to 40 people, like that's, that's not an easy feat, man. Like kudos to you, bro. But yeah, man, there had to be something. Yeah. You know, the the thing though, I, I, I really try and stress and we got our, like our creator meetings every third, every other Thursday, um, is, you know, uh, leadership is not position based, you know? So somebody like Max who said, well, I know how to make all these patches. I'm going to reach out to everybody and see if they want to get the design adapted to a patch. You know, that's, mm. that's leadership, you know? Yep. And no one else was doing that. You know, um, even Brandon with the whole anthology, you know, being like, Hey, like I'm going to put out a punk rock theme book a year from now. I'm going to do a punk rock anthology now so that like I create this like fan base around this theme that my book's going to be on, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then Doug with the, with that super wicked white cell thing, like his, his idea that 
Well, comic book for kids, they're already putting books in hospitals, but there's no books that are made specifically for the purpose of inspiring kids with cancer that's made by somebody who persevered through it. And the story is all ages and analogous to the struggle they're actually doing because it's, you know, super wicked white cell squadron. They're fighting giant monsters. They got giant mech robots and things like that. But it's the same thing. It's what his parents actually told him when he was going through chemo. They're like, hey, wow. White Ranger is going to go into your blood cells, you know, and it's going to have to do some stuff. It's not going to feel great, but that that was smart for the for the uh, his parents to even like mm-hmm. make that metaphor. Yeah, so I mean, changed changed the whole trajectory for that kid, you know, and now he's out there making these comics for, you know, for for sick kids, you know. So um, no one had to be in a position of authority to do any of those things. You know, um, and I think people get leadership and management like mixed up, you know, mm-hmm. um, yep. and those things don't even match you. You you lead people and you manage things. And that's where yeah. that's where a lot of people, they have a hard time in the other parts of the publishing industry because they get managed. They get treated like a thing, you know, and that's our whole mantra of like treating artists like humans. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not treat you like a cog in the machine. You're not, you know, you're a person. They're going to have way better ideas than me. I just have to empower you to be able to be better. Cause if we, um, that's another thing, uh, you know, like every Thursday I say, Hey, if this thing moves the speed of Mark, like we're all going to fail miserably. (laughs) Like this can't, you know, and I do have a, like a little bit of OCD control mindset where I'm like, I'm like, Oh, there's too much stuff going on. I can't keep up with all of it. But then like, it hits me where it's like, you don't have to, like these people, you trust them, you respect them to do their thing. You know, they'll come to you when they need something, you know, and then just deliver when they ask you for the thing. Okay. That's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. Yo, I, I, I'm literally like freaking mind blown right now, bro. It's like, yo, it's, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to like, obviously I was expecting to like, obviously get a lot, you know, a lot of good stuff. Um, also have fun and shit like that. But like now we're taking it to a whole nother level, bro. It's like we're talking about leadership. We're talking about running a company. We're talking about, um, you know, just highlighting the specific key players that that are, you know, creating projects, looking for new people to add on to the arsenal, um, all of this. So let's talk about and I know we had this phone conversation. What's your big idea and big plans for lesser known comics um it sounded like you wanted it to be obviously a lot more than just a comic book company is like you want to have your hands in pretty much everything but kind of like elaborate on that a little bit yeah so um my goal is this 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 will stay an incubator forever forever um that this is where people who have something cool and they just need the megaphone you know and we have folks um who come in and you know we help them get their book off the ground and they never actually become part of lesser known comics and that's fine too like my theory is that you know what's good for the indie scene is good for everybody more often Mm -hmm. than not people are like yeah like this was fun you know the strength is really in the network so they say oh it's nice having all these people around. I might as yeah. I might as well call this my tribe, you know. So um, that happens. But I think there's also going to be folks within LKC who are going to be like, no, no, I want to make my own thing, you know. And I want 
I want us to empower people to do that, you know, and, and, mm. and do that in concert. Right. Um, so you're not just looking to like stifle people and put them in a box. It's like, Hey, if they want to use lesser known as like a leap pad or a launching pad, you're allowing them to do that. Yeah. And there's people going to outpace me. I mean, I mean, moon layer, I mean, I have no doubts in my mind, like animation deals are in their future. You know, they're going to have toy lines. They're going to have all sorts of things. Yeah. Right. And yep. right now we're just a, we're just a partner that's like helping get the word out and helping offset print costs, you know, like, and then providing like a network of people who, who can support those, those things. Um, so at some point they'll eclipse us and be able to say, okay, well, like, you know, but I think that that partnership will remain, you know, and maybe the, the inverse will happen, right. Where it's like somebody who's a great manga creator who I'm saying, Hey, I've only taken this as far as I can, you know, like yeah. you need to go to this person. Cause if there's a, uh, if there's a bigger publisher that can do better by any of our creators that wants to take them, like we'll be the first one, like fly baby birdie, like push them out of the nest, you know, um, kick them, get out of here. But, you know, so I don't think we'll be different in kind. I think we'll be different, like in scale. Um, okay. so for me, the vision long-term is that, you know, we have, um, uh, programs with the art schools, you know, that, um, uh, we have people who are putting out their first comic with us as part of their capstone project, you know, while they're in, you know, art school, um, same thing with graphic designers, same thing with the writers and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, I could spend a whole lifetime just trying to get that achieved. You know, that would be, that would be dope. Right. We would just have thousands and thousands of rad titles coming from people who are, you know, just coming right out of, you know, you know, right into the, yeah. my, my buddy's daughter, she's, she's an amazing illustrator. Um, and okay. she's, she's in middle school, you know, she can put out comics at her convenience until she gets, you know, like 18. And then, you know, like that would be such a chill, like way of just making some residual income while you're in college and you're out of, you're out of your parents' nest. You know, it's fucking mind blowing that you could do that right now while you're in high school. Yeah, it's like when I was in high school, I would have <laughs> loved for like the internet to be like what it is today, to be able to use social media and all this shit. To pro oh my god, it's it's freaking amazing. But of course, like we're dinosaurs, so we didn't have shit. Dude, like I'll, that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I did do in high school is, um, I went to a punk rock show. I was like 15 years old. This punk rock show got shut down by the police, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever, right? Like there was too many people, there was fights and drinks, and I was like, that could be me. I could be putting on a show that gets shut down by the police. That would be that would be the most epic thing ever. And um, so Washington Mutual, like if you're old as dirt, you remember Washington Mutual, the bank. Um, yep, they had the free tracking account, and what I figured out was they could you could write a check to yourself at a different bank and they would cash it mm -hmm. up to 500 bucks, like actually 400, $478 or $68. And it would cover your $32 overage fee, you know? So, so I did that. I, I illegally floated a check to myself at 15 years old from one bank to another. And I used that to rent like this little crappy community center hall. And I put on a punk show and I remember, 
like we just got bands from the high schools. We printed out flyers, the Kinkos. If everyone remembers the Kinkos, shit. Yes. You know? Oh my God. Kinkos. And crazy. Within the first like hour of us opening the doors, I remember my buddy, he like brings me this like wad of cash and he like, I don't know why he wrapped it in masking tape, but he did. And he wrote one G on it. And we were just like, and by the end of the night, we had like handfuls of these. And we were just like, dude, like, I mean, that's a lot of money now. Like back then we were just like, dude, we can do anything. And uh, I think. So it's like you had that business mindset even when you were in high school. You, yeah, it's not. I mean, but it, it was, I didn't even, I didn't even drive then. So it took, it still took a village, right? Like we had to get like yeah. a buddy's PA system from like two towns over, like, you know, one of the dudes had to drive, you know, one of the dudes who like looked the oldest had to like talk to the person who like rented the venue, you know, cause they weren't going to yeah. talk to me. You know, I still look 15. Like I looked even younger, like when I was 15. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> you definitely look young, man. That's good. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, and then the worst thing that could happen, right. Is that at, when I got to college, you know, my parents were like, Oh, you, you, you got to stop doing this. You got to go to college, you know? And you know, that cost, but like, there's so much creative potential on these people. Right. It's like that. There's a saying that everyone's born a genius and then the world just takes, just puts dumb in them the rest of their life, you know? And I never heard that saying, but that's a pretty good saying. I could definitely see that for myself. It was like a lot of the dumb shit that I say right now. Definitely the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and then it's just, a, it's just, and then you get into your thirties and then you start realizing all this dumb stuff that came out of your mouth. This like, I can't do it attitude. You're just like, Oh, that's so much of that is other people telling me their own insecurities and putting that in my head, you know, and then mm-hmm. you, you, you got to unlearn that shit, you know, and hopefully some people can learn, uh, you know, you got a kid, I got kids, you know, it's like, you hope they don't, it's not till they're in their thirties that they learn that, you know? Yeah. I, I think about that shit all the time. Parental paranoia is a fucking real thing. <laughs> I'm like, yo. And it, for me, it's like a little like weird because I grew up in long Island, New York, like the experience just like, forget like the whole entire world, like from like, I would say, 45 minutes to like an hour outside of Manhattan, like you live a specific life that the rest of America doesn't live. So now I have moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, where it is like a total culture shock. But I'm always thinking, I'm like, yo, my kids aren't going to experience the shit that I experienced that made me who I am today. And it's like, yo, I'm a pretty dope person. (laughs) But it's like, yo, it's like they're they're never going to... I don't know, have to like walk to school. Like I was telling my, I was even telling my wife, I was like, yo, I used to walk to school. And she's like, what are you like 65 years old? Like, oh, I used to walk to school in 15 degrees. It's like, like you didn't walk to school. It's like, yo, I used to walk to school every day. Like we used to get into all kind of trouble. Like I remember kissing my girlfriend in the back of the library. Like, you know, all of it. it's like, yo, you didn't do it. She was like, no, I rode the bus. I was like, that's like a, a 10 minute ride. Like there's so much shit that you could get into. Um, I got my entrepreneurship after school. I, I don't know if you know of, um, there used to be like this game, like program called Mugen. 
and you can download it and basically it's a fighting game and you can put any type of character that you could think of anything oh, wow. from like superman to guile from street fighter to goku from dragon ball z like anything and i kind of got on it first and i was good at kind of like programming and shit like that because i took a lot of computer classes and i created the game put all my characters in and i would have kids play it in the computer lab and i burned it on a whole bunch of cds so then when people got hooked they were like yo where can we get this and i was selling it to them for like twenty dollars a cd and i was like yo they could have just made it themselves but obviously most people aren't going to do it but like that's where i've kind of got like my first touch of all right i want to be an entrepreneur i want to do things for myself i want to you know be in business for myself um and i would have never like got that i don't know how i tied in fucking after school and buses but whatever it's like yo that sometimes i'm like in fear of man are my kids gonna experience the same shit that i went through yeah i don't know i mean yeah i think it's a matter of um it'll be different right if it's a matter of like understanding that you know at some at some point like you know actually i taught my wife about this about like college right you know if my kid takes six years to graduate from a four-year college because they're doing something awesome right they they're you know they're doing something like putting on concerts or making, you know, in indie video games or whatever, right? They're doing something. You're like, yeah, like as long as you got like that foresight, your parent be like, okay, well, shit, you should do that, you know. Like you'd still need to get a degree, yeah, you know. <laughs> but we, you know, we support you to do both. And I mean, that's, I mean, you know, not to go down the you know parental track too much, but you know, it's just like okay, well, I didn't have that opportunity, right? So I'm gonna try and put that up, give that opportunity to, you know. No, that's that's fucking awesome, man. That's awesome. It's it's you know, taking obviously you you have a day job that you work as well as do this, or is this like your full time? Yeah, so um, I do have a partial like retirement from being in the army. Um, gotcha. Okay, um, but it's still like. <laughs> I was like, my wife's like, oh, cool. You're going to get some job that you're going to like, you know, make mad money now that you're like, you know, you're going to basically have a retirement in that. And I was like, no, I'm going to make, I'm going to make comic books. And she's like, the fuck you are, dude. <laughs> like, she's like, you got to get her. <laughs> like, build your whole dream right there. <laughs> but now, no, that's, that's a good fucking position to be in, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's crazy to think that I did because I, I was in for 17 years. So they early retired me three years before 20. So they, you know, it's, a, okay. it's not a full, full retirement, but it, it works, you know? So, uh, say no more, yeah. say no more, but, um, Shit. yeah, but it's cool now. Like my wife, you know, she sees all the orders come in like from Kickstarter and stuff like that. So, I almost, I put like all the boxes like in the living room, like, cause I knew she like wanted them like gone. But at the same time, she was like, this many people are ordering your books. And I was like, I was like, one, you got to show it off. <laughs> you got to show it off. You got to just leave it there. You leave it there while she's cleaning. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry. you like, you know, remember that uh, comic book dream I had? Yeah, this is a thousand orders right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she won't read them. She'll read uh, other people's books, but she won't read the books that I wrote. And she's got a really good reason for it. She said, she was like, look, I dated this guy once and he wrote a play and he asked me to read it. And it was the worst thing she's ever read. And she was like, I couldn't, I was no longer attracted to him. And she's saying, 
I don't think you're that, I don't think that if I read it, <laughs> that it would be that bad. But we got two kids together and a house and we got a whole life. Yeah, it's like, yo, like, when, yo we, you got a ring on your finger with two kids deep. It's like, you ain't going yeah. anywhere. You're locked was, in. She's like, I don't want to, if it's terrible, I'm not going anywhere. And I don't want to be, you know, stuck then, you know, with <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wife is the exact opposite. She wants to like see every fucking thing that I do. And me, I'm like super self-conscious. Like, I don't give a shit if like random people see my shit. It's like not. But like when, when my friends and like, like my wife starts to get all up in my business, I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Like, leave me alone. Let me do my shit. It's like, I just want to go in my office like, pretend that the rest of the world doesn't exist. Let me fucking create. Because, like, if I'm not worrying about just, like, the perceptions of everybody in the eyes mm-hmm. of people watching me, then, like, that's when I make my fucking best content. But when I'm, like, so restricted and people are watching me and shit, it's like I can't, like, perform, if that makes sense. It's weird. I, I know exactly what you mean. I, so I used to play music, too. If you give me a guitar and I use here's 300 people, no problem. I'll go play when they hear it. If you're like, here, show this song to like these two people in this like tight space, I'd be like, I don't want to do this. I'm super nervous. Yeah. Yep. It, crazy, man. Crazy. Yo, this was awesome. We're at like 50 minutes. So that's like the sweet spot. I want to make sure I'm respectful of your time. And also, I have a little bit of time for Patreon. Uh, gotta, gotta look after them. But, um, before we cut out of here, Mark, um, I definitely want to say thank you for hopping on. Um, you know, I obviously from our phone conversation, obviously seeing what you guys are doing, re- reading um, uh, Digital Lizards of Doom, and obviously I'm going to read some more of your projects. But just seeing that was amazing. But being on here, chatting it up with you, seeing your vision, seeing your work ethic, seeing the people that you have around you. That just took everything that I thought about you up to a whole not higher level, man. Um, really appreciate you taking the time out. Is there anything that you want to plug before we get out of here for the YouTube crew? Well, first off, thank you so much. Like, you know, um, everyone else has been on podcasts lately. It used to be me doing all of them. I haven't been on one in like a minute. <laughs> so like, I'm really glad uh, that we got a chance to connect. Um, yeah, if I can, I'd, I'd like to plug a couple. So um so the big one right now, uh, Super Wicked White Cell Squadron. Um, this one, whether or not you actually get the book or you just want to, um, on Kickstarter, like just kick down some money so that we can put more books in children's hospitals, that'd be awesome. Um, so uh, if, you, if you're following us at Lesser Known Comics, um, you're going to see it. It's going to pop in your feed, you know, with the link. Uh, but if you type in just the word Super Wicked into Kickstarter, it's going to be like the first thing it comes down. Um, really cool uh, book that was from Doug Knight. Uh, and then uh, we have uh, right now the punk rock anthology that's still going. Um, so I don't have the punk because it's still being bound, but I do have Wolf Punks, which is also available uh, as part of the anthology um, for it's a re-release of uh, Wolf Punks. Uh, so if you go to lessernowncomics.com, the link, the launch that takes you right there uh, has all that good stuff. Uh, and then the very last... Artwork looks fire. Yeah, I'm so stoked about that. Like, I still get like, when people are like, can I bring this book to Lesser Known? I was like, me? Like, us? Like, okay, <laughs> fine. 
And then the last one, I got to get, I got to get plugged in with the lesser known team. Like I want to start, um, you know, just collabing with some of your creators that you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the last one is um, Tank McGregor and the Mechanical Menace. Um, So uh, if you're following us, uh, this is in pre-launch right now. If you type in Tank McGregor with two G's um, on uh, Kickstarter, it'll bring you to the pre-launch page. Um, And then like always, just uh, don't be a stranger. DM us if you have any questions you got some rad stuff that you're putting out in the works and you want you know some advice or some help like it's all you know it's all open to the public we don't have any trade secrets or anything it's all you know i'll point you to people who are smarter than me guys hear that the dms are open the dms are open but hit us up hit us up twice if you haven't heard back like a lot of that's another thing too the people think oh like just because they didn't hear back, all oh, this person must think I'm trash because they didn't hear back. Like the DMs get they get they get buried. Just be oh, wait, wait, Tom. Dude, I, I, hit I, us again. I'm with you. I'm with you there. I have 14, uh, 14 messages that are unread, and then some of those people have messaged me like six times. Like if we see this, mm-hmm. like it's just a whole bunch of shit. It's like yo, I can't get to everything. I can't get to everything at work, and I got my daughter and my son destroying the house and it's like i'm editing yes i so i totally get it dm us as many many times as you can we're not ignoring you because we don't like your shit it's just like yo we're busy and we got other people hitting us up right on cool thanks again man you too we are out of here deuces